Hello and welcome to another Solo Cast Saturday. I finally lost count of what episode we're on, so maybe I don't need to say it each time. Anyways, we are back in our fifth wheel for a couple weeks on a rock climbing trip. And man, it has been amazing first to be rock climbing as often as we are rock climbing and then also just to be back in uh to feel like to feel like full-time RVers again really even though we we know we're going to go back to the house for a week and I don't know my brain can segment to feel like no this is this is normal this is how we always live and so it's been really nice to be to be back in there so today I'm going to be diving into a little bit about uh how to find the norm means that you have to carry a lunchbox. I know, weird, right? Lunchbox. But it's kind of true. So yeah, let's dive into it. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with Nomads with a Purpose. So part of rock climbing this week, we um, we went to a place called Veo. And uh, it's like outside of St. George. It's really, um, you know, from the first look at it, it's really nothing special. Uh, we, Gabby, of course, does all the research, it seems like, and had discovered it when, uh, she was on Mountain Project looking for climbing destinations when we were there in the winter, and it, it's, it's much cooler than St. George, so obviously it's not really a winter destination to go to Veo, but we were back there, uh, to pick up our fifth wheel, and we thought, hey, let's, let's give it a try. It's, uh, not only is it rock climbing, well, it's an outdoor rock climbing gym, pretty much. You have over 200 routes, um, and it's in this in this little canyon, but it's private property, and so they built a pool with um, it's kind of a resort feel. Think um, think a smaller version of Lava Hot Springs if you've ever been there. Uh, and it, there's a couple tent uh, camping sites, tent camping sites. We couldn't have taken our RV. The RV would you can RV camp there, but you have to stay up at the top of the hill. Anyways, it was. At first, I was kind of like, yeah, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing amazing. But we ended up staying there two days and had such a great time. It was like the closeness of it, how you could walk to your tent and then walk over and jump in the pool and then walk over and, and rock climb. And I mean, I'm talking walking like a one minute walk. So it was really cool. Kids caught crawdads in the, in the river. That was great. But the thing that really struck me is like, there's no, no granted, you can bring your own food but there weren't many people who did. And what struck me was I looked at the menu and I thought, there is not a single thing on this menu that I would eat. And it was kind of um, not to say, oh, I'm so special. I like only eat perfectly sourced food. But the extreme of what was on the menu was kind of frustrating me because Gabby and I constantly saying like, Gosh, the U.S. is so amazing, but we completely fail when it comes to food. You know, if you're in Europe, it, 
In fact, this place that we were at totally reminded me of something we would come across in Europe. And if you were there in Europe, it, it would have amazing food. Not only that, there'd probably be some nice house red wine, beer. Um, there'd be all these other elements. And, and we're not talking like gourmet food, but there'd at least be like a sandwich, like almost like a sandwich that you would buy or make at home with just regular bread, some ham or turkey, avocado. But instead, you know, we've gotten to this point where in America, like if you get a hamburger, it's like a Cisco meat patty that maybe is meat or there's deep fried onion rings, potatoes, French fries that aren't really made from potatoes. There's just, it, it was really disappointing. And, and then I thought, okay, so we went back and maybe I didn't see it on the menu the first time we were there. So we went back a couple days later to get in one more day of climbing. And I noticed, oh, wait, there's a salad. So, yes, I would, if I was desperate, I would eat a salad. But the problem with salads, every time you eat out a salad, at least at my, in what I've seen, is that it's like lettuce, a sugary dressing, and a few a few vegetables on top. Like, there's no way that's enough sustenance to fill up, fill me up even, someone who, and I still eat pretty little compared. Um, I can imagine if my husband's like, you want me to eat that salad for dinner? Are you kidding? Or for lunch while we're at the pool? You're crazy. So it, it, it made us laugh because one, well, one, it didn't make me laugh. One it kind of makes me sad because there is also a reflection of most of the people in the pool. And there's one thing to be, you know, not saying you have to be shredded and ripped, but there is a healthy level of body fat that uh, we we definitely should be striving for. And the deaf, I would say 80 to 90% of the people at the pool were above that healthy level or below. They weren't healthy. And so it's too bad because I think, gosh, is it that, is it that, they don't care? Is it that they, I kind of think it's that people just don't know. They feel they're tired. They're overworked. Um, maybe a little scared still. And you just don't know what, you don't know what to take with you. You don't know how bad it is for you. You're just trying to have a fun weekend with your kids in the pool. And I totally get that. So it also was a little bit of a, I kind of looked at myself and just said, well, maybe I need to be better about saying what you should eat. And so Victor and I have been working on getting to putting together um, maybe an app or something that we're where we could host in a community where we're sharing, like, what do we carry when we go to those type of things? In this case, we were when we were camping there, we would just walk back to our campground and <laughs> I don't think, I don't know if we videoed it, but we should have. We, <laughs> we made like these amazing fajitas and it's funny because you're camping and you know, most people bring box of cereal and, um, hot dogs. No, not us. We brought this, like we had just bought a cow and we brought this great skirt steak and uh, flank steak and sliced it all up and marinated it. And then used our, like, we didn't even have a barbecue. We just had this little, um, you know, like those propane canisters that you carry when you go backpacking. But anyways, it ended up being delicious. I think in those cases, if I had been going just for the day, we would have carried like what we do for a hike or for rock climbing, which would have been a little bit of fruit, a bunch of nuts, um, 
just avocados plain. A lot of times we'll just pack avocados with a knife and a spoon. Um, definitely looking for some, um, a, you know, we're active, so we need some sugar. So a little bit of sugar in either fruit or a bar and then lots of healthy fats. Sometimes even just cans of olives are, are easy. You know, I'm not a fan of, I'm not keto by any means, but healthy fats in the way of avocados. And if there's, if you can find a good organic hard cheese and you don't have any gut health issues, then some cheese is also good. But that's why we've, <laughs> we pretty much Everywhere we go, we're always carrying a lunchbox or a cooler because it's kind of a, you just know in the U.S. that there's no way you're going to be able to find if you have to eat out. Um, I know Chipotle is a fairly healthy, fairly healthy option, but even for us, we rarely, rarely get Chipotle, mostly because it's just not, I don't know, we don't feel that great after you eat it. It's not the same as um, homemade food and We've also this week been watching the docu-series Proven, which I will try to remember to put the link in the show notes, but it's been really eye-opening because I think in the podcast I've talked about how mm, 12 years ago, um, 12 years ago, uh, Victor had really bad adrenal exhaustion and, you know, doctors just thought we were crazy. They're like, nothing's wrong with you. Here, take this antidepressant. Take this anti-anxiety. Take this. Take that. Here's some uh, hormone therapy. All these things that were just not really... I knew in my heart, I'm like, There's, Victor does not need antidepressant or anti-anxiety. That is not what's going on right now. Um, and so we, you know, took a long approach to healing it naturally through food through changes in lifestyle, you know, all those fun things that would be much easier to just take a pill for, but it did take a while to kind of figure it out. And uh, in the end, it really was a lot uh, of gut health healing. So we've been watching this docu-series, Proven, and while it's totally reinforcing the idea that we had discovered 10 years ago that you need to really look at your gut health and maybe there's allergens, but then it kind of combined stuff that Gabby Isabel and I have been talking about so much with mindfulness and the chakras and bringing them together was kind of, was really cool. Not kind of cool. It was really cool because it's like all these things that I know intuitively inside my brain, but I don't know exactly the science or data to, to back it or to, to prove it to anybody else. So I can just randomly rant about, these are the things I've been thinking about. So it's really interesting that uh, when when Victor had adrenal exhaustion as he was recovering, and I remember uh, we were going to an acupuncturist, and it's like, oh well, maybe I, I think I have some food allergies too. It wasn't I wasn't nearly as um, I don't want to say messed up. I didn't have as nearly as many health issues as Victor did, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to take the Cyrex and see what foods I'm allergic to, which was really dumb because if you're not going to have to eliminate the foods, then why test for them? And I remember testing for them and it was right before we, I think we started traveling in the RV, maybe six months. And at the time, I know what, like looking back, why I wasn't as optimally healthy is probably because I felt very boxed in. It was why we eventually moved into an RV because at the time I felt like this makes no sense. Life does not make sense. Why am I hustling 
Um, why are we trying to make so much money to cover rent and do all these things when every weekend I just want to be on a road trip or go camping? And um, I never see you, Victor, anyways. Like, why, why are we doing this? And so uh, I took the test. I remember coming up with like 30 things that I was tested allergic to. And some of them like, well, there's no way I'm, I'm not cutting this out or I'm not. It was silly to take the test, like I said, because I wasn't going to cut most of the foods out anyways. And you're supposed to cut them out for three months. Well, like I said, if we started traveling. I didn't cut the things. We started moving our bodies different way, obviously within days, I would say hours almost of us being on the road full timing. I just remember there was such a shift in me. I was so happy. It is hard to measure things like that. It's hard to measure happiness, right? Um, I mean, I like to say like, do you wake up excited each day? Awesome. You're you're on the right track. Do you sleep good at night? Awesome. You're on the right track. Um, Do you feel connected to somebody? All those things are really important for happiness. Well, for me, I didn't realize we didn't know anything about being a type eight. I didn't know that I needed this, this challenge in my life. And so I remember just over that course of that first year of traveling, like whatever issues, little health issues or little bit of uh, poor digestion maybe I had, it was gone. Every, everything was fine. In fact, that after that first year, I wrote my book, A Playful Life. And in it, I say like, like I don't give up. I don't think giving up the one beer that I have or the one glass of wine is that important at that time. I still don't actually, but for some people, it totally is. It just depends on, on your lifestyle. But we're also carrying our lunchbox. Like everywhere we'd go, it would be bringing, if it didn't come from a mom or a seed, or if they're, even if it came from a mom or a seed, but it was more likely GMO from a mom or a seed, we didn't eat it. And it was, it was that simple and everything was well-sourced. I mean, like nutrition is really that simple. If you can trace it back to, it, you grew it or... Not necessarily you grew it, but it grew from the soil, and um, it came from a from an animal that you can look in, and it wasn't industrialized. It was raised humanely. You're gonna probably be fine. You're not gonna. And then on top of it, so like that was step one. Step two was like living in this this alignment. You know, the flip side is probably made more adrenal exhaustion for my husband when we traveled through Europe, because it was just too stressful. As a type two, he needed to have a much calmer mode of, uh, of travel. And, you know, uh, I think, I think on making mindfulness fun YouTube this weekend, we're publishing, um, how <laughs> travel in your Enneagram, because it did, it did play a huge role. Um, I see it in my kids too. I have to like, we we have to kind of zigzag like, okay, sometimes we're traveling this way and Gabby's going to be really happy. And then sometimes we're going to travel this way and Danny will be happier. Um, so we, so getting back to that, uh, docu-series, they talked about it a lot for leaky gut, how, you know, it's, it definitely, you know, starts in the gut with some inflammatory foods. You know, fried onion rings certainly don't help. Cisco burgers certainly don't help. It helps having, you know, diversity of fruits and vegetables and well-sourced meats and um, changing your diet up a lot. But then they talked about like um, 
and I'm not going in the perfect order here. I'm going off the top of my head. So I'm trying to remember. They talked about, you know, the valgus nerve and how they can do treatment with it, um, stimulating it electrically to close up the gap between your small and large intestines and how sometimes you end up with issues um, when the bacteria from the large intestines comes up to the small intestines. Well, the thing with like leaky gut is all disease starts there. So you might start off as adrenal exhaustion, but you know, for Victor, if we hadn't caught it and done something about it, it easily would have become high blood pressure and then high cholesterol and then metabolic syndrome and then possibly diabetes. It would have led to a lot, a cascade. Who knows what, which path it would have taken, but it would have definitely led to so much inflammation that it would present itself as some form of disease. And so there's so many alternatives that are coming out that were really, it was really cool to see. Another one was they shine light <laughs> light up through people's nose to trigger parts of the brain and uh can't remember exactly how that treated treated it but um it was another way to prevent uh basically leaky brain because okay? like i said if you got leaky gut you end up with leaky brain alzheimer's all these other issues and the the they in the docuseries they count down they start with like okay method five four, three, method one, my long, long winded way of getting to method one for healing leaky gut, meditation and mindfulness, mind blown. It's amazing. We know it. We live it all the time. In fact, while we're traveling and climbing so much, our meditation practice isn't as uh, disciplined because it's a little harder in the, in the fifth wheel to find a quiet space or to make time. I don't know. It's just an excuse, but I'm telling you, I struggle to make time with it too, too at um, different points in my life. So meditation makes it, it's crazy, like how much it can heal and it's free. It's totally free. But I know it sometimes takes a little bit of discipline to sit down and my, my few tips, well, my biggest tip would be to uh, read the blog because makingmindfulnessfun.com because Isabel does such a great job of making things so fun, great tips, but one of the easiest tips for me personally is to have a crystal somewhere where I see it. So I remember, oh, I love to hold my crystal when I meditate. I should just stop what I'm doing right now and meditate for five minutes. And I set the timer for five minutes. And then hopefully by five minutes, I go a little bit longer. That's that's one way. Step two is like I keep my kids. I have my kids keep me accountable. Really, they're better about like they, they don't put well, they put a lot on their plate. But I think as a type eight, I'm always like. You know, I really, I resist any physical ease for myself. So I just go, 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 go. And so sometimes if I just ask them like, Hey, can you guys just force me to stop? Like say, Hey, let's meditate mom. Or we pick a time and say, regardless where we're at in work, we're going to meditate at 9am today. And so having somebody else hold you accountable, um, encouraging me to start an app where I do guided meditations would be a good one for you. Um, and another one is, um, it is that, you know, you don't, you don't have to always close your eyes. It does help when you close your eyes, but you know, just slowing down your breath, just while you're in the car, when you're in line at the grocery store, it sounds cliche, but really just trying to deep, slow belly breaths, um, 
it really, it really makes a difference. Um, if you have trouble sitting in, in meditation, you know, try the tapping app that was improving too. Sometimes I'll, I'll do that tapping, tapping app when I go to bed and you know, it helps, it helps give you something to focus on. Um, I don't know if we have any guided meditations on, on YouTube, but I should, I know in my courses, I have a lot of guided meditations. Um, another one is just a good playlist. I think somewhere we have a Spotify playlist of meditation music that we use. So carry a lunchbox. It's my solo cast ramble for this week in like, I know it's not fun. It takes a little more prep. You have to think ahead, but carrying, and it's, it's not always easy to carry protein with you, but it is usually easy to carry healthy fats with you. Read labels. You know, if you can't pronounce what's in your, in your bar, don't buy it. Um, uh, I think improving another thing that was really cool that they talked about is like how, Hey, every diet's different for each person. Okay? To say that everyone should be paleo, everyone should be keto, everyone should be vegan, is it's wrong. It's not correct. Like Your body's different. The time of your life might be different. Um, it just, you, you have to be intuitive about it. And that, I know that video we published on Making Mindfulness Fun YouTube in like how, how to be intuitive with your eating. Um, if, if you feel like Oh, I just like that is too much work. Honestly, just go to warrior style. Intermittent fasting is really the way I have to. I do it more. Um, I don't have much for breakfast. I just have a cup of coffee, maybe one small slice of banana bread with some peanut butter on it. If we have leftovers from the night before, if not, um, maybe if it depends on the sport that I'm doing. Like if we go climb today, I'm going to probably need a Lara bar before I climb. Um, a couple, a handful of pistachios uh, while I'm climbing. And then, which, you know, that's extra healthy for your gut because, you know, you take pistachios to the crag and inevitably, if you've ever gone rock climbing, your hands are dirty. So, you know, you're peeling your pistachios with dirt all over your hands while you're eating them. That's, that's really good microbes that are getting in your gut. Um, and <laughs> the, what was the last thing? Well, Adding meditation, you know, those two simple things, carrying your lunchbox and adding meditation every day can absolutely, absolutely help you defy the norm, live life on your terms, okay? It doesn't mean you have to live in an RV. doesn't mean you have to be as crazy as me, um, but you should absolutely have a choice. You should absolutely get to uh, wake up excited every day and feel like you're living intentionally, boldly, unapologetically the life of your dreams. All right. So I hope you have a wonderful, amazing weekend. Um, hopefully the video recording came out or the audio came out okay because living in an RV is why I didn't start a podcast before because everyone's asleep. So I have to go hide in the truck to record a podcast, which was awesome. All right. Love you guys.